Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Oh, that was too evil. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Uh, you are listening to the WrestleGuardian podcast hosted by Chris, The Heat, Matthews, Garrett, G-Money, Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. That's right, Chris Housen, Garrett Housen, and Carl Housen. Thank you for listening. May your enemies be cursed and love that Dan Housen. Oh, very nice, very evil. Okay, see you later. One cell, is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 100th episode of the Wrestlegeddon Podcast. Yes, your eyes do not deceive you if you're watching this on YouTube. You get to see our beautiful faces for radio. <laughs> Look at them. Aren't they gorgeous? It's fantastic. If you don't know, now you know. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun, and he's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. What's going on, guys? You want to know what everybody's going to learn about watching this? <laughs> everybody's going to learn why he's the Tennessee Jesus now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I knew oh, we were doing a video, I would have showered. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's video. It's not, we don't have smell-o-vision, Carl. You're good. Yeah, no smell-o-vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man so much fun um hope you all enjoyed that little uh dan house cameo there in the front top dollar for that we spared no expense for this baby so um good stuff here so make sure you guys are following us on twitter at wrestle getting pod with one d instagram wrestle getting pod with two d's and for old time's sake twitter only has one d because they can't handle two d's baby <laughs> Woo! 100 episode bring back the old shit back but, the old jets but Scott can handle uh, three dicks but YouTube can't <laughs> uh, also Instagram for the underscore collection facebook.com slash wrestle get pod with one D as well y'all know Facebook can't handle two D's either and youtube.com slash for the collection. And if you really want to help us out, you can hit up pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestling getting podcast. Buy one of our shirts, like uh this right here. Yeah, yeah, like that. So check that out. Um, also go over redbubble.com slash people slash wrestling getting podcast as well and buy some merch from there. Whew. All right. So um yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, normally we we're looking to have some guests on the show tonight, so hopefully they pop in and out. We will see what happens. Um, but as always, be sure to check out Friends of the Show, The Fig Cave, with our good friend Phil Gentile, and the Running Podcast with our boys DJ and Tom, and the Call Up with our friend Kenny, who just dropped an amazing interview with Kyle O'Reilly this week. So check that out as well, and subscribe to all their stuff, buy their merch, all that fun stuff. Um. Yeah. So let's let's rock and roll, guys. 
Wrestle Geddon, fictional wrestler SmackDown. I'm just gonna Here's say right now. now, someone's tickling Carl's feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Oh man. Maybe video was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I normally uh, take a shit like halfway through the episode. Say <laughs> <laughs> you'll actually know what this puncher noise is from last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, awesome! So, fictional wrestler SmackDown. Uh, like I said, we're down to the finals. Jimmy King versus Thunderlips. It's a good final. That's that's a really good final. <clears throat> um, posted the vote up today. Uh, last time I checked it, we were at uh, is fifty fifty. It's going to be a close one on this one. Yep. Everything else has pretty much been a blowout for some of these guys, but it looks like it's going to be a tough decision here between Thunderlips and Jimmy King. Yep. Oh no. Oh, oh, Thunderlips just pulled ahead. 60. Oh, shit. Oh, I'll man. Say, I'll say, you know Carl doesn't care anymore since Ginger Bender's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Once he got kicked out, it was all over. Well, I don't know, man. Jimmy King, like, I, I'm not sure what's going on, man. Usually he's, like, all over this thing. So I think he's going to oh, take don't worry. Thunderlips. So. Don't worry. He'll, uh, he'll check up on there, and he'll see that he's getting low. He, he'll get some of his fans to vote for him. <laughs> I mean, I I voted I voted for Jimmy King, like that's me. I, I, Jimmy King's the man. WWKD baby, what would King do? Yep. Oh. Awesome. All right. Ah, uh, so there's that. So make sure you guys are following us on Twitter for that. Um, the votes up there for a couple more days. We do three days with each one of these votes, so give you guys plenty of time to get in there and vote for it. So it's down to the wire vote for your favorite between Jimmy King and Thunderlips. And we'll officially have the coronation on next week's episode of the WrestleGaddon fictional wrestler SmackDown champion. Heck yeah. So it'll be Jimmy King or will it be Thunderlips? You guys decide. Who played uh, Thunderlips again? Is that May Young? No, Chuck again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you imagine May Young out there beating the shit out of my kid? <laughs> I just got off the, the Thunderlips part. <laughs> it's like uh, those lips uh, went through a, a storm or two. <laughs> she had that Thunderlips to push out that hand. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. You guys got any anything else for follow-up from last week? I don't think so. All right. <clears throat> uh, let's see. In place of story time this week, we're going to talk a little bit about how I'm sure nobody cares anyway, but how we got started. Um, I honestly, I started doing like YouTube stuff like weekly or pretty much nightly after raw and smackdown like little recap things and it got to be too much you know taking notes so i was like well let me do like a weekly thing so 
we started out weekly. The show was initially called, um, uh, it was the Wrestle Again podcast, but I was under my moniker, Uno Mas Taco, uh, which is, I had all the shit right here in front of me. Bam. Which you may think this may look familiar. That is actually the, the logo for the podcast. Yep. This was, this was Uno Mas Taco. So every week we did video in this mask. Uh, that I picked up at a Comic-Con. First ever Luchador mask that I've ever owned. Um, which kind of opened a gateway. Because now i got like seven or eight of them now. And some pretty awesome road warriors in this mask. But um, so we're going through. And each episode was about 40 minutes. And I was like, you know, I kind of need someone to talk to. So brought in, brought in a boy, G-Money. So I was going to say, I, I can go, I go run and get mine. But I think I know where it is. <laughs> Garrett joined the show, um, so we went from there. Carl kind of, Carl popped on every now and then, um, sending us some audio questions. So you may remember him as, uh... <laughs> Was it Sister Mabel? Sister Mabel. <laughs> uh, for now, the, the flea market, or the, uh, was it the Baptist Church in Georgia or something? We did a lot of fun stuff with that. And then it just got to the point where, like, you know, why don't we just put Carl on the show, too? So, and then that's pretty much where we took off from there. Um, But I do want to say, I know Phil wasn't able to hop on with us yet, so we'll see if he does or not. But a big shout-out to Phil. Um, Honestly, listening to him and the other podcasts that he was involved in uh, before um, starting the Fig Cave uh, really made me think about doing this podcast I was like you know what i can i love wrestling i talk wrestling like all damn day between like the two of you guys and other people so i was like let's just we just do this let's get our opinions out there and talk to other people branch out and see you know people listen and all that fun stuff we may only be like 20 listeners every week but that's that's 20 people you have in the living room listen to you ramble for an hour and a half so so, yeah, big shout out to Phil for the inspiration and uh, making me think that I can do this. Honestly, I didn't even think I was going to last like 25 episodes, so let alone 100. So, but when you're on here every week with two good friends, having fun, drinking, talking, wrestling, it's a good Dick, time. Dicking around. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's kind of like what we do at work. <laughs> yep. So, uh, all right. So that's pretty much it for the background. You guys got anything to add? Or I mean, I would say the the one like kind of like good dynamic I think like we kind of have as a cohesiveness too is like me being like younger than both of you guys. And, like a lot of the older stuff we've watched, like I've never watched before, and you guys are like damn, you guys make me feel old every day. And just, like, <laughs> watching some of this old shit and seeing how happy Carl gets watching it. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> pretty cool. You know, I think I still have the little Jeffrey clip, so I'll probably add that into this episode, too, when I edit it. <laughs> the what clip? Little Jeffrey. Oh, uh, little Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> you mean about oh, the uh, Mayflower on 15501. <laughs> and <it's upscape> juice. <laughs> oh man 
That's all awesome. right. So uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's let's get hotline fans. I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number. What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four not a whole lot of news this week. Honestly, I wasn't really planning on doing any news wise or any like bell to bell segments, but there was a lot of stuff that came out over the last few days that I had to add in here. Um, but the biggest thing for news, Bailey injured during training and be out nine months. So, so tonight SmackDown, they're announcing a replacement for Bailey. Uh, for their match against Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. So we'll see uh, where that goes from there. Uh, we could give you spoilers since our episode drops on Saturday anyway. Here, I'll, so. start, I'll start watching it and I'll tell you. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, then also, I think tonight's SmackDown too, aside from that, there's a uh, uh, Seth Rollins and Cesaro go to war one more time to uh, determine their spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, yep. let's see. Oh, do we ever talk about? Uh, I don't know if this is more recent, but did one of the Usos get a DUI again recently? Or is yeah, that old? I, so. I thought I, I yeah. keep seeing something yeah. about it. I uh, was a Jimmy Uso. I guess I'm assuming it's the one that's out because there's only been one Uso yeah, this, on. This right is now. the um, it's it's Jimmy, I believe. I think Jay is the one okay. that's on, back on TV. Uh, but this is like the third or fourth time that he's got nailed for a DUI. Yeah, um, I heard like, like they were like super pissed about it. Yeah, I honestly don't blame him. No. Yeah, I would be too, especially when you're in the midst of a, a huge, um, huge storyline right now, and you're one of the focal points of that storyline, next to like the your universal champion. Yeah, there's going to be some ramifications from this. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens and we see Jimmy get plucked out of that storyline for Jay, whichever one is, whatever, whatever Uso it is. So. Jimmy is the one that came back. Jay is the one that's Jay. on there. Okay. Freaking Uso was the one I got pulled over. Was it Jimmy? I think I think it, was, it, it said it was issues, so. yeah. Maybe uh, maybe he got drunk and uh, knocked up Bailey. That's why she's going to be out for nine months. <laughs> I know nine <laughs> months was awfully specific for an injury time. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. I saw that too. I was like, man, nine months exactly. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's the one that got pulled over because Jimmy's the one that's married to Naomi. Yeah, because remember the last time they got pulled over, it was Jimmy and Naomi. Uh, yes, that's the those are like the biggest news things coming out of this week. Um, there was one thing, one minor thing MLW Major League Wrestling on YouTube, their next show, Battle Riot, which is the big kickoff of their next season, uh, will be free on YouTube or free to watch. Um, they're gonna announce details for that, uh, soon. Oh, no oh, paywall. Do you, do, do you want some SmackDown spoilers? <laughs> what you got for SmackDown spoilers? Shotzi and Tegan Knox are on SmackDown as a tag team. Nice. 
Which is kind of dumb since yeah. Tegan Knox is obviously going to wrestle Candace at some point. Yeah. Why yeah. Shotzi and Tegan? Why not Shotzi and Ember? They're wrestling uh, Tamina and Natalia. Natalia. Yeah. Just kind of fast forwarding it a little bit. Oh, looks like um, Tony Storm is coming to SmackDown. Makes sense. I think they're going to pull a lot of people from SmackDown. Yep. Um. Okay. Let's uh, let's jump back here. <clears throat> uh, so that's news right there. Figure news this week. Uh, Zombie Sailor Toys added Slick, the Doctor Style Slick, to his uh, heels and faces toy line, and we also signed the One Man Gang last week. So we're getting Slick and the One Man Gang in that retro. Heck yeah. Uh, AEW Unmatched Series 1 up for pre-order now on Ringside Collectibles. Um, that, of course, has the debut figure of Miro and <clears throat> Britt Baker. And it was announced by on Action Figure Attack's Instagram to live unboxing of Legend Series 11 and 12. The figures for those sets will be shipping individual to Target stores with the heavy hitters like Macho Man having more inventory. So no word on if they're going to be individual DPCIs for those. Um, I honestly haven't seen anything for them. But we'll we'll find out when they actually show up in stores. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much it for the news and the figure news. The WrestleGeddon Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z dot com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at StackOfCards.com. That's StackOfCards with a Z, dot com. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go bell to bell. Some debuts, some returns, new champions. Zelina Vega returned to SmackDown last week. She did indeed. And immediately added to the Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So big time, big time right there. Glad to see Zelina Vega back. Um, <laughs> I can definitely see where WWE's focus is, and it's definitely not Raw. It's SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So I think with all that money that um, that WWE is getting from Fox or gotten from Fox, they definitely want to pull as much of the popular talent as possible for that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been promoting a lot of the shows they're doing live for SmackDown, too. They're not really promoting it for Raw. No, I mean, look at all the, like I said, look at all the money they're getting from Fox. Like, that's like three times the amount of money they're getting from uh, NBC Universal for Raw. Which explains why SmackDown has been significantly better every week. And why Raw has been terrible. Because the focus is on SmackDown. And even then, with, like I just said, the um, announcement of Tony Storm coming to Raw, <clears throat> you had Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox show up on SmackDown. Or not, Tony Storm's on SmackDown, not Raw. Um, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart show up on, on SmackDown 
tonight. I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I mean, SmackDown very drastically needs a women's division because you think with Bailey being out, Sasha's still not back. Who do you have outside of that? You have Carmella, who really no one's behind. You have Liv, who they're trying to push, but is she really super strong? And then you can't really build Natty and Tamina because they're not really on SmackDown. I mean, they're like kind of both since they're tag champions. Exactly. Well, then, like, aside from Bianca Belair as the SmackDown Women's Champion, there's really not a contender because most, pretty much everyone but Liv Morgan is in the Money in the Bank match. Right. Yep. Unless I do bring Sasha back to face Bianca at Bank. Or they yeah. bring Becky back early. Yeah. But Maybe if they you bring back... Bailey out in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the only side effect of that, though, from the fans, if you bring back Sasha or you bring, bring back Becky and they lose to Bianca, because you know they're going to full well expect them to win that title off of Bianca if that happens. Right. Like, they're going to be. Oh, shit. What the hell, man? So people call me at inconvenient times. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I'll have to blurb that out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? So, uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, really, nothing happened on Raw. Like nothing ever. Did, watch, on Raw, did I watch Raw? I did. I watched uh, Evil Marie get in the ring and uh, Alexa Bliss scare. That was like all you need to know. <laughs> I hate everything that has to do with her, and I knew I would. <clears throat> Terrible. Hey, hey, what's hey. up? What's going on, Kenny? What's going on, guys? Not much. We are um, talking some debuts and returns. Okay, uh, you know, I have to jump uh, on real quick and say uh, congratulations. Thank you, sir. You know, on the 100th episode, you guys are doing a great job. Appreciate that. Thank you. And Appreciate you're doing it. A job as well with your interviews. Um, we just plugged your uh, Kyle Wiley interview earlier. So, great interview. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, let's see. What were we doing? Uh, we just talked about Zelina Vega. Uh, we're rolling Alistair Black showing up on AEW this week. Oh, man. You know what? I think somebody <laughs> dropped the ball in WWE, and I think it was a good thing. You know, That's... I think they got to – we're going to hear about that later on. They might keep that quiet, but uh, good for him, though. I hope – you know, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, this opportunity with AEW works out for him. I hope it works out for Zelina Vega, too. Let's see what she does with uh, Money in the Bank. You know, this Sunday? Yeah. So. Is that this Sunday? I thought it was next Sunday. Yeah, no, it's this Sunday. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Is it? Well, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't think so. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many pay-per-views. There's a pay-per-view almost every week. Or every yeah, week, I know. Too mad. Because Slammiversary is on Saturday, right? Uh, Next Saturday, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Money in the Bank's uh, Sunday after Slammiversary. Yeah. yeah. I had to double-check my notes because I didn't want to do a, <laughs> make sure there wasn't a pay-per-view preview for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I had like three weeks in a row of pay-per-view previews, and 
One week we don't. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe chill. So, but his um, uh, Black's debut was much better than um, Andrade's. Oh yeah. Mm. Even yeah. though the only the only thing I'll say negative about it is like nobody knew it. they were supposed to call him until like right at the end. It was like they forgot to slide him that paper what his name is, <laughs> and they put it in right at the end. I was like, come on. It was great. So my only downside with that is they immediately gets thrusted into a program with Cody. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> everybody does. I think that's everybody like, uh, does. That's like on the top of the list of things you have to do is like, okay, Cody gets you first, then Darby, and then maybe, you know, Jericho. And then after that, you fade off into obscurity like Lance Archer. Then you go to AEW Dark. <laughs> Who beats the shit out of uh, random guys that talk shit about AEW? <laughs> Pretty much. It's kind of it's similar to what WWE does with their talent. Every time they bring someone up for um, NXT, they const- they always end up in a match with Ziggler. Yep. Like, you know, like that yeah, but they, uh, they beat Ziggler. Uh, Cody always wins, right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so you got you got to lose the Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't lose Cody. Put it that way. I love Cody, but it's it's getting a little much. So, so. Yep. I mean, QT Marshall is one thing, but you know, Alistair Black is another thing. So. I know. <laughs> mm. It's just. Oh, uh, let's. See. What else we got here? Um, I got NWA news this week. Chris Adonis regained the NWA National Championship, defeating JTG, which was a very solid matchup. Kenny, I don't know if you keep up with NWA. Oh, no, I do. Okay. So, I thought yeah. they were going to keep the strap on ATG for a, for a while. I figured they would, too. Well, they, this was um, – they um, Adonis vacated it. Mm-hmm. To get into the uh, that battle royal for the uh, number one contender for uh, Nick Aldis's world title, so then I'm doing that tournament, and uh, it came down to JTG and Adonis and from those two um, triple threat matches. So this week it was a pretty good match, though. I quite enjoyed that one. So it's cool to see JTG back on TV doing his thing. So. Yeah, he's been killing it in the indies so far. Oh since yeah, since everything started coming back, you know, to uh, the crowds, he's been he's been everywhere. It's awesome. I love it. I can't wait. I got um, Mission Pro Wrestling hitting Greensboro here in August. We got Paul coming through Raleigh in September. Oh, so, um, two weeks actually. Uh, the second part of um, Fighter Fest is. In Charlotte. Oh, nice. It's pretty awesome to see these shows hitting the road again. So, psyched for that. I think the uh, the first event I'm going to hit up is definitely going to be Mission Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I got to see Thunder Rosa live. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's like some of the biggest things that happened this week in wrestling. I really don't have too much other um impact just continuing the build into slam anniversary next week uh was announced that diana peraza will be taking on a mystery opponent 
uh, which will be announced at Slammiversary. So speculation is all over the place with that one, um, which I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be in Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Think so? Oh, yeah. They've been talking about it for a while now. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And um, what was it? When Chelsea got hurt not too long, a couple of weeks ago, she said she was training for a match for yep. uh, for a debut match after her clause is up. So anniversary falls right into when their um, their non-compete clause finishes. Yep. Now that that whole first round is literally like a week, like a week before, a couple of days before anniversary, just like it was last year. So they're definitely uh, impact is definitely benefiting from all this talent. Hopefully she doesn't get hurt. Hopefully. So. Oh, good times there. So um, we got a few questions that we posted into uh, the group chat that we created for this. Um, so we'll get into those. No, we're missing a few people haven't jumped on, but that's all good. So let's rock and roll through this. Um, pretty much all of us here are toy collectors, figure collectors. Um, Kenny kind of... Uh, partakes in some of the ring gear as well, which is pretty cool. Too expensive. <laughs> yeah. I know after listening to um, a couple of your interviews there with the New Day's ring designer, ring gear designer, and I started looking into it because, like, the one thing that I want, I'm a huge Hurricane fan. Right. So, big fan of Shane Helms. So, the biggest thing I want to top off my Helms collection is a mask. Oh, I've been trying to get a hold of him, and he is so hard to get a hold of. Yeah, so, so that's that's one of the biggest things I'm looking for, even like a replica or like a ring worn mask or something. Like even the replicas are hard to find. So it's insane. But um, <clears throat> one of the things that we put out is the um, the best figure that's been released so far this year. Oh my god, the best ring gear so far. <laughs> I know it's I know it's fairly new, but uh let's say Dorado's uh ring gear that he did of uh, he insp- the the inspiration of Kane when Kane first debuted with the with the cape. Oh yeah. I don't think too many people I don't think too many people really like uh noticed that when he had the cape on. Maybe they just thought he added on to it, but you know, Kane did have a cape in the beginning. Yeah, it was like one or two matches, and they dropped it. Yeah, it was just like a couple of house shows he added on, and then for TV, they never really used it. That sucks. (laughs) Capes are cool. (laughs) 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 Unless you're Edna. Let's see. Uh, As far as ring gear, I that's kind of a tough one. Um, trying to think of, like some of the figures that have picked up that have had some of the better ring gear this year, but it's kind of tough. I do like the um, a lot of the new days, the new days ring gear, especially the the Power Rangers ones that just debuted a couple weeks ago. That was beautiful, amazing. So, I'm a uh, big uh, Jason David Frank Tommy guy, so. Uh, it's definitely the uh, the Green Ranger one that Kofi's been rocking every week. It's been awesome. Yeah, and say I think mine are biased. 
I just picked my favorite wrestlers that had some out this year, and I was like, oh, those work. <laughs> but I have to admit, that Seth Rollins one is pretty damn sweet with the pink gear. Oh, yeah. That one is awesome. And then it was funny. I was going to pick that Hangman you picked me up, and I was like, oh, wait, that came out last <laughs> But there's a new one, which I like, too. Oh, Garrett jumped in the, to wrestling figures. You <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Carl. Sorry, that's all I got. Uh, we had the best ring gear so far this year. The best ring gear? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not really a ring gear, but I like uh, Darby Allen's, like, the paint where he did, like, the tree thing on, like, half of his body with the skeleton. Yeah. Darby's got some interesting face paint, so that's pretty cool. Definitely cool on that one. Um... All right, so let's um let's jump back here uh, to Garrett. Um, you mentioned your the uh, Seth Rollins and the Rey Mysterio inspired gear, yeah, being like your favorite figure this year. Um, yeah. Carl, I know you don't really collect figures uh, like we do, so did you happen to get a chance to look at anything? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked through some stuff. Um, <laughs> Man, you could just said that new Waller. That's all you had to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That- that's, that's that was made my list. Uh, I like the uh, the the new lawyer. Um, I like the the May Young from the the line right before that. <laughs> um, and then as far as like AEW, I like that Scorpio Sky. Oh yeah, that Scorpio Sky is pretty awesome. Yeah. Nice. Kenny, how about you? Best figure so far this year. I don't. I don't really have a, a, a figure that really stood out to me. Yeah. All right. To, I'm trying to think though. <laughs> I probably say the Luchasaurus from AEW. That is that pretty cool. Into, I think that went into like great detail as far as like Absolutely. they got they got everything correct, especially the way AEW has been like messing up a little bit here and there when it comes to some of the figures, but this one really just, it stood out. Absolutely. Uh, me personally, I'm trying to remember, that's so much freaking crap behind me. It's ridiculous. Um, I'll probably say like the, uh, some of the ultimate editions, um, that, uh, that ultimate edition edge has probably been one of my favorites at <clears throat> that's come out so far this year. It was really well done with that ring gear, the uh, detail in the face with the gray and the beard and the hair. <clears throat> Excuse me. was probably probably definitely one of my favorites so far this year, at least until that uh, Legends 11 Macho Man comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. How about uh, best WWE song album of all time? Oh god! What was the what was the one that um? It, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it had all the Attitude Era um, themes, and they they normally went by volumes. The the one for me is Volume Three. Um, that's the one that had Stone Cold and The Rock. Uh, uh, had like DX. Uh, Insane Clown Posse, Val Venus. Nice. 
Remember Remember when you come out of the shower, you got a Valvenus Valvenus music playing? Take the towel off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, I know Garrett had to look them all up, so. I did. Wait, which one did I pick? I picked uh, WWF Forcible Entry. That's which one I picked. Forcible Entry? Yep. That's the one with all the uh, cover or not covers, but oh, like the inventions. What did it have in it? Uh, it had uh, disturbed. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it had I like a lot of shit. It had like Rob Zombie song, right? Yep. It had I think it had RVDs. It had um, the Undertaker. It's a like the Rowan song from Biscuit. <laughs> Uh, it had one of Raven's songs on it. I know it had RVDs. I can't remember the whole thing, but it was pretty good. Nice. I was like looking through some of them. I um I cheated a bit here. I went with the uh, WWE anthology. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a three disc set, and it had pretty much your, your generation. All right, take it easy, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for getting on. Awesome. Yeah, so I did WWE. Uh, I did the anthology just because it's it's everything. It's, you know, the new generation. It's Attitude Era. It was current stuff. So if you were in the mood for something, instead of going to dig through, like, your pile of CDs at that time, like, it's like, all right, I want to listen to Jeff Jarrett's. I know it's on, you know, volume one of anthology. Let me throw it in throw this in as you know track whatever five so <clears throat> it was probably one of my one of my favorites and that was usually like within the first couple pages of my cd binder in the car you know like the big 250 cd binder so, <laughs> so you listen to it in the car oh yeah listen to it in the car oh <laughs> man see me i only like listen the reason why i picked mine volume three it's because that's what me and my friends, like when we uh, wrestled on the trampoline, that's what we came out to. That's, <laughs> you know, you had to be The Rock or you had to be Stone Cold. We did the same thing. Um, uh, the first time that I heard Volume 3 was doing some like backyard wrestling and a friend of mine had it. So I had um, Austin's music and I think he came out to uh, Flash Funk. <laughs> <laughs> But it was um it was a lot of fun. Quite enjoyed it. So. But uh yeah, the anthology is just because that came out later. So of course I was driving and it was just one of those one of those things just to pop in like with your friends in the car. So. <laughs> I, can, right. I can see Chris now driving to like be my baby tonight, uh double J <laughs> <laughs> Windows down. <laughs> Uh, that was the fake double. Was it the fake double J or the real double J? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that storyline? Yeah, with, I think uh, the road dog. Uh, road dog was like the real double J. Yep. Yeah. And then yes. and, uh, the and then double J left for WCW. Yep. Yeah, I'd be rolling down the street. I don't care. Can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Okay, I found I found this one. You need to take all the tracks on mine. <laughs> Alright, so it's got Triple H is the game, it's got Stacy Keyboard's legs, 
That right there sold it. Right He's there. Stopped, baby. <laughs> uh, it has it has some like it has backlash to a thousand two song, but it's got Stone Cold, Undertaker rolling, Chris Benoit, Edge never gonna stop. I actually I like that theme better for Edge than any other theme that he's had, aside from right. like his original theme. Right. I it's probably because I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. Same. Um, <laughs> I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, but now Edge is original music in that um, the one that's like on this day I see clearly. Yeah, I like that one a lot better. Um, like yeah. I do, I like the Alter Bridge one, but I like. Um, never gonna stop more. Uh, speaking of which, though, um, the one volume three had uh, the brood, the brood uh, music on there too. Nice. Yes, it did. Oh my god, that just. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I had a school project where we had to record. We were reading. Um, we had to like do a reading of like a Christmas Carol. So like the pages that my friend and I got were like between like. Scrooge, and I think it was like the ghost of Christmas future or whatever. So, in the background, <laughs> I was listening to that CD while we were recording it. So, in the okay. background, you hear the music like the entire time you're reading this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, I handed that shit in too. Like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's better than having uh, that insane clown posse song that was on there, uh, for um. Shit, what was the group called? Uh, so the oddities. Oddities, yeah. Everybody come and dose you know. <laughs> and uh, the one guy had uh, Cartman, you know, you brought him out to the room. Oh, yeah. Um, gold the uh, uh, earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, I guess we go from that. All right, let's get into like the the bigger uh, discussion topics here. Um, yes. I always talk about this a few times, but WWE too many pay per views. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say too many. Uh, I would say they they need to uh, break away from the uh, match stipulation pay per views. So like. Money in the Bank, uh, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, Am I Missing Any TLC, Extreme Rules. Yep. I honestly, I would be happy with them going back to having Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. Because we really, like, the only reason why we got a Money in the Bank pay-per-view is because that match became so popular that we had to have a money in the bank pay-per-view same thing with hell in a cell um i just i don't think it's something that's needed as a separate pay-per-view but i think as far as like wwe storytelling goes and like their the feuds there needs to be more time in between matches and there shouldn't be oh we just had a pay-per-view 
Uh, so these guys, you know, they built up the match for that pay-per-view. They wrestled in two weeks. They're going to wrestle again at the next pay-per-view. And then in two more weeks, they'll wrestle again. But in between that, they're going to have a tag match on SmackDown. They're going to have uh, a bullshit arm wrestling match on SmackDown. They're going to do something stupid in between all those. And it, I, I just don't think it's we're getting that that length of time in between matches. See, I don't know. I ha- I kind of had uh, this argument with like people on comment sections on Facebook, but uh, people will say that. But like when uh, WWE was getting like its highest ratings on pay per views and stuff, like they actually had like four or five weekly shows. So you have uh, Raw. You had SmackDown, and they wouldn't split up between brands. You had Sunday Night Heat. You had Shotgun Saturday Night. Um, so I mean, you got a lot of a lot of wrestling. Yeah, but I mean, that's also too during like the highest peak in wrestling in the Attitude Era. Mm. So they were doing record breaking numbers regardless, because you had like the big the big names like Austin and The Rock, which honestly yeah. is something that we have right now. So like you have Roman, you have you know the Fiend, you have guys like that, but they don't touch. We have the Fiend or the the crowd draw that Austin and the Rock had. We have the Fiend. Uh, occasionally. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I, I would say like if, if WWE could like build like feuds better because i feel like that's where they kind of like miss the mark sometimes is they like kind of throw a feud together and like it's kind of like mishposhy and some stuff works and some stuff doesn't work and then like at the end of it we don't really get the payoff we're looking for i mean that's all i mean it's all part of it i mean I think people's expectations are too high when they go to like when they watch prep reviews. Like some, if you watch right. some of these old prep reviews, they're not like the best them. No, fucking cards. <laughs> I know that now. Uh, I know that uh, now. How many squash matches to, like, uh, like the in your house, like uh, like when they started naming like the prep reviews, but they was like unique to like each feud, you know? Like the in your house yeah. game. Yeah. House DX. I just think they can probably cut a couple out. Um, But either that or go back to individually branded pay-per-views. Like they had during the first first draft. Draft roster split. Yeah, but then, like, are you really going to watch the Raw pay-per-view? Depends on the matches. Uh, See, they could even do stuff like they do with, like, NXT, where they have, like, just, like, regular episodes where they have just, like, certain premiere things, like, whether it's weekly or, like, every other couple weeks or whatever, like, just, like, NXT this week was Great American Bash, like, it was just a regular episode of NXT, but it just had, like, better matches, there was more stuff in it. Right. Taking the quality matches on regular television, so... And in all honesty, I think that with that would probably be the best route to go instead of giving me like hell in the cell. And then in three weeks, we're going to have money in the bank. So it would just, it doesn't make sense. So like, it's like I, some of like, I agree with Carl, like the gimmick pay-per-views should go, um, replace them with more 
like the those gimmick matches, like the Hell in the Cell and all that Steel Cage. Like, when's the last time we see a seen a good Steel Cage match on WWE programming that was actually, you know, decent to watch? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like generally, like matches like that were like to settle feuds. Yeah, and you have them like every once in a while, like every fuck like. Hell in a Cell, like what we have, what two last year? I mean, two this year, three last year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like after that, like it's it's kind of lackluster. You know what I'm saying? Like, nope. but if you brought like a Hell in a Cell match, like Armageddon or something like, you know? Yeah. Then it's worth it's, more. It's pretty much like what uh, TNA used to do with like Lockdown, where every match was inside a steel cage. Yeah. So, I mean, at least the one thing I'll say with WWE, at least I kept it like to a few matches. Not every single match was in Hell in a Cell, but uh, uh, but the lockdown. Though, to be fair, like they had some badass so, matches on those pay-per-views. Absolutely, that's where like a lot of the exhibition talent shine more in those lockdown matches than they did in a regular match. Especially look yeah. at uh, prime time with that freaking um, Hurricane Rana off the top of the, the cage. Yeah. Um, they show well, like. Uh, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, that was a uh, lockdown too, wasn't it? Or that different pay per view? I think they did one lockdown. I think it was lockdown. And then even though the lethal lockdown matches were great. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like stuff like that. But I think if they if they cut out a couple of those gimmick pay per views and not put something in its place and let it just run for like a couple extra weeks before the next pay per view, I think it'll kind of, I think it would help. As far so what do you want it like old school WWF where it was just like you just had Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, uh, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania? No, nah, like they should have other events like throughout the time frame, like because that, that's a long that is a long time. Like maybe put like instead of having one every two weeks, maybe have one once a month instead of you know every two weeks we have a pay per view. Well, they do have one once a month. I think it's just when NXT has the separate pay-per-views, that's when you get there every two weeks. Well, when was Hell in the Cell? Hell in the Cell was, like, what, two, three weeks ago? Uh, uh, yeah, it was about three weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. But I think, because, like, I mean, they do one, like, one a month. But I think the thing is, is like some of the big pay-per-views, they don't want to get pay-per-views too close to them. So they kind of push them back. So like TLC is kind of getting pushed back that way. Like it's not too close to SummerSlam. And they kind of do the same thing. Like when it gets time for WrestleMania, like that pay-per-view before WrestleMania, it's kind of like pushed back a little bit. Like it's like three weeks away from the last one. So it's like five weeks away from WrestleMania instead of four. Right. That makes sense. It just seems like they they run a lot of paper. Yeah. Or, maybe, or maybe they could do that. Maybe cut like uh, the month before your big pay per view. Like maybe cut out the pay per view yeah. before Mania. So instead of doing twelve, they do ten a year. Or, yeah. Well, not even like nine, ten. It'd be like eight. Because you cut out four between Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Mania, and Rumble. So, I mean, that would make sense because. Like, it just seems like that the build going into those bigger four pay-per-views doesn't seem as special as it usually does. Yeah. All that. 
Yeah, especially like uh, the pay-per-view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. It's like, I'm tired of people pointing at fucking signs, so you could just do without that, and you don't have to worry about... According to WrestleMania... Half the point. <laughs> or or this year where the WrestleMania sign was bigger than the fucking sign for the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like, oh, WrestleMania's on? I'm like, no, they're just fucking... Pointing at that big ass WrestleMania sign for <laughs> promotional. So, too many pay per views. What about unifying titles? I've been said this. They had too many titles. Fucking Garrett disagreed with me the whole time. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I would say is like, they don't use. Like, they don't use... I mean, you think about... When's the last time you've seen... I mean, Sheamus compete with the United States title? He hasn't, like... Granted, he's been injured. But still, they really weren't doing that much with it. I mean, they were a little bit. When's the last time you've seen... uh, The... uh, What's the... Who even has the Intercontinental title? I don't even remember. Big E, right? No, Uh, it's Apollo. Apollo. It's just like you don't... They don't... They don't do enough to showcase those titles. They just kind of like put them in feuds, and but like nobody really super is involved in watching them. Well, the, I think the like biggest... in a sense maybe, but see, I wouldn't unify those titles. No, I'd unify your main titles, so the Universal and the WWE title. Go back to having one main title. And then whatever show that that title's on being defended or that program is running. So say like Roman is the WWE champion. So he's on Raw feuding with Lashley. So that gives you time to focus on SmackDown, your Intercontinental Championship. So you can actually make more meaningful matches and more meaningful feud with that. And vice versa. So if you know Roman's on SmackDown feuding with whoever, you can boost up your US title. And, you know, make bigger name stars going after those titles as well. And the same thing can be done with women, unify the two women's championships, and then you can focus more on the tag titles as well, because it gives them something else to do, because you're only writing a story for one main title instead of two. Yeah. Yeah, I would say get rid of, I, I say, well, I don't know, I guess you could have two glow card titles. But. Yeah, I, I, I've been wanting them to unify the tag team and the world titles. I, I just need a world title. Like, like this universal title is fucking bullshit. So, like, yep. who's it? Unless you're going to fight somebody on Mars or something, like, you don't need a fucking universal title. Absolutely. <laughs> like, world titles, all you need. You can be king of the world, and that's it. But, like, <laughs> well, even, even with the tag titles, there's between Raw and SmackDown. There's really not that many tag teams to justify having two tag team championships. Yeah. So it makes sense to have one unified tag team title go between both shows. Now, all I was going to say is if we just had one world championship, I would just be careful because Kenny Omega might take it. Same. <laughs> no, he would take both of them and wear them like, there was just, like he did it with the Impact and the uh, TNA title. No. <laughs> He'll give them to someone else to wear. Have Carl Anderson wear one. Don Callis will have the other one. 
Gowls will be He'll bring back like the fucking like John Cena spinner belt. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll give one to Nakazawa. Cutler will have one. Um, the Young Bucks, Bucks will have their own title to wear out too. I mean, that's like, what they oh, should do. They should fucking do away with those ugly ass fucking WWE belts because they're fucking stupid looking. Bring back the John Cena spinner belt or like the old fucking Eagle belt, you know? I'd rather have the Attitude Era uh, championship. Well, that you like that better than the Eagle belt? I I like the 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 uh, what they call the winged eagle because you know eagles are winged. So, but um, I do like that one the best just because it represents um, like Carl, you and I being around the same age. You know that represents when we started watching wrestling. So, because yeah. that was that was the title we saw every week. Um, then you know transition to to that one that Austin and The Rock were feuding over um, throughout the Attitude Era up until they introduced the undisputed title design. So, yeah, or, or the old either the, it, they they should bring back the big like WCW gold belt or the fucking spinner belt, and then do away with the fucking ugly ass WWE belt. Yeah, I definitely agree on that one. Because you don't look like you're a champion of anything. This looks like you just got a fucking WWE belt on. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, speaking of titles, AEW. Would AEW benefit more from adding a six-man title or women's tag team titles? A six-man title. I was going to say, so I read this question. It was like, where's there a discussion for a women's tag title? It's been something like some of the the female talent has been bringing up on AEW because I want a uh, some of them want a secondary title for the women's sure. division. Well, put put to you like this: get a women's division that is worth a damn that people are like interested in watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then we could talk about adding fucking women tag team titles. I agree. Uh, but you know, until then, uh, I think they'd benefit more from a. Uh, uh, a three-man tag team uh, belt. Yeah, hey, absolutely. You, hey, and you know who's going to be a, a part of that tag team? Eddie Kingston. He's a part of every tag team. Pretty much. Fucking that pissed I, me the hell off. What if you look at it with AEW having... Look at all the factions that AEW has. So you've got Jurassic Express. you got Death Triangle. You've got the Nightmare Family. The Factory. You've got the Elite. Um... Fucking Dark Order. That's that's just six off the top of my head. Inner yeah. Circle. Well, you got um, whoever's left of uh, uh, Taz's group. Yeah, because they're splitting them up. So. Yep. Um. I think they're yeah they're they're pretty much done with that. But but even outside of um Taz, you got the Hardy Family Office. So that's nine factions that you have. Where not every single person is competing for like the tag titles or um, the TNT title or whatever. Uh, the best friends is another one. So there's 10, 10 factions that you can have feud over six man titles in AEW. Over what, like two, two groups of women's tag teams? Yeah. Let's oh. say the only two groups of women's tag teams <laughs> I can think of are, are Britt Baker and in uh, in the Rebel. Eva. Yeah. And, and uh let me see. Anna J and Ty Conti. 
There you go. So that's that's, it. that's pretty much it. So um, I'm sure they'll throw together like Red Velvet and someone and um, some BS indie teams and all that fun stuff. But you know what uh, AEW needs? Yeah. They need a they need an interchange. Randy time. Rhodes and the Baby versus. <laughs> 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 we can get matches between like uh uh Peter Avalon and uh some blow up doll or something. <laughs> Gender. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Uh let's see what else we got. This one. This one I just kind of threw in here uh because this week 25th anniversary of the NWO. We definitely could not go without talking about that. Um, so the hey, question I got. Hey, yo. <laughs> survey time. Would the NWO have been as, has, would the NWO have had as big of an impact if Sting was the third man instead of Hogan? No. No. <laughs> oh, um, my personal, me personally, nobody was bigger than Hogan. Nope. And to have Hogan just come out and drop that leg on Savage, that definitely, yeah. I think we all agree, that would not have had the same impact as, as Sting dropping Savage or Luger with the Scorpion Death Drop. Dude, you know how many people had to throw away their Hulk Hogan underwear because fucking Hogan <laughs> did that shit? <laughs> they stopped taking their vitamins and saying their prayers. Yep. Like, one fucking... I had Hulk Hogan underwear. That's how fucking big Hulk Hogan was in the fucking 90s. <laughs> I had fucking Hulk Hogan underwear. Pictures <laughs> of Hulk Hogan on my ass. <laughs> this, was 19, this was 1996, mind you. So, Carl, you gotta be what, like a teenager? You're still rocking yeah. Hulk Hogan underwear? No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was I wasn't a teenager in '96, but uh, fucking uh, no, I, I didn't have Hogan underwear then. But when I was little, I had Hulk Hogan underwear. I had Hulk Hogan underwear, and I had Hulk Hogan pajamas. And like '93. <laughs> I, I bet you were hit in the high school locker room with your Hogan undies. Yeah, no, '96. <laughs> I was like ten. I forgot. I'm actually I'm a couple years older than you are. So. Um. Yeah, because I think I was 96 would have been junior high. 96, I was yep, high. this year's old. Because <laughs> uh, my freshman year, um, I rolled in the first day of school wearing a wolf pack shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I got made fun of the entire time. So nice. But then I nice. went to my uh, off-campus uh, class for 3D animation and graphic design, and uh, made a couple friends that were wrestling fans because I walked in with an NWO shirt on. Nice. <laughs> so it was awesome. Uh yeah, definitely. I know there's stories about seeing. Like was supposed to be the third man, but ended up going with Hogan. Yeah, nobody nobody gave a shit about Sting if he went bad or good. I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit when he was in the Raptors. Like, 
James in the fucking ra- is he in WO or is he fucking WCW? Like I don't give a shit. And say, Chris, you can delete these last two questions. No one cares about these last two questions. If he uh, no. last two questions, I don't know. Um, your your significant other seemed pretty interested when we were talking about it earlier. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let's go ahead and get into it here. So which wrestler would you most likely let your significant other sleep with for front row WrestleMania tickets? So so I had a follow-up uh, question. Does it have to be active superstar? Just as wrestler. So Carl's the one that came up with this question. So, so Carl, is it active? Because to me, this question reads active. So, what are you trying to do, Gary? Are you trying to let your significant other take a ride on Old Space Mountain? <laughs> Is that what you want to do? I don't know if you'd be too thrilled with that. <laughs> oh, no. I think uh, Space Mountain might be close to maintenance. <laughs> I don't know. He keeps doing all these fucking commercials on TV. I think he's fine. <laughs> you might have better luck getting around Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the longest line for the wettest ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going with. I've never for an active superstar, uh, mainly WWE, because I don't think nobody from my internet could get you fucking WrestleMania tickets. <laughs> but if, you're, if your second choice is Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. <sighs> I need one of y'all to go first. I can't compose. <sighs> oh, all right. I had a kind of going back and forth with this male or female. So that's the, the biggest thing for me. So. <laughs> Um, me personally, I will let my wife sleep with Ember Moon for front row WrestleMania tickets or shots of Blackheart, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, but would your wife want to do that? That's the <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> she would do a WrestleMania tickets for front row WrestleMania tickets. She'd do it. <laughs> hey, you want to know my pick? Who'd you pick? My pick is uh, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I knew that you know was going to be your answer, too. That, your wife talks different. about him all the time, anyway. <laughs> Something different. I know she would be down for it. Right? You know, he's a lot, lot bigger than I am. But the good thing is he's a little ugly, like in the face. So I can probably still get her back afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I think here it's dying over there. I was gonna say I don't. I need to put this cup somewhere else. 
<laughs> no more liquids for a while. <laughs> so the the opposite end of that question, who wouldn't you let your significant other sleep with for for WrestleMania tickets? Uh, let's see. Let me go mm. first. It's like a laundry list. Go ahead. So me going first. Uh, least likely for me will be uh, Adam Cole. Your, your wife got a crush on Adam Cole. <laughs> no, she don't have a crush on Adam Cole, but he's kind of like too close to what I do. You know, white guy, long hair. <laughs> you know. Makes a little bit more money than I do. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little better looking than I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, definitely got better body than I do. The only thing I got on him is he's shorter. So, like, but, uh, yes, yeah, it'd be Adam Cole. I feel like I would like that good ever back, you know. Uh, wait, did Garrett answer the first question? Not really. Oh, you, you, you never gave us a straight answer. Uh, my answer is nobody because I love my girlfriend, and that's the answer. Wow, what a bitch move! <laughs> that's no fun for her, man. It's no fun for her. <laughs> well, she would agree on it, so. I think she the fucking mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. All right, so least likely, Garrett. Wouldn't you? Uh, we're going to say uh, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, probably do some weird shit to her. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's uh, barely got any brain cells left in the head. But he's hardcore. He'll take two at once. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, I powder up around the fucking club chair. Ah, my my least likely would um. <laughs> it would probably be um. Dexter Loomis. Uh, <laughs> 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 Kofi Kingston would be my oh. least like. So. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, that was awesome. fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna get a couple more people on there for that, but hey, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So, uh, let's see what else we got. That's pretty much it as far as like what I had for like questions and stuff for discussion wise. You, you know who I should have said, Chris? I should have said Brian Malonis because you probably killed somebody. <laughs> really? <laughs> he's not even active. He's not going to get you WrestleMania tickets. <laughs> no, I'm talking about not. I was like, come on, not. Well, he probably killed somebody. <laughs> but even then, he's still. It's for WrestleMania tickets, Garrett. Get 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 into uh, get probably like horn swoggle. Horn swoggle could probably get you WrestleMania tickets. He's like, I know the ways under the ring. She'd leave him for horn swoggle. 
<laughs> I know the ways <laughs> under the ring. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for this week. I didn't really have a whole lot. So, um, you guys got anything else you want to add before we jump off of here? Nope. Awesome. I say is thank you for listening to us for, I mean, not me for 100 episodes, but around 100 episodes and <laughs> me being an idiot and Carl and Chris picking on me all the time, 24-7. Since now, this is the only time they get to pick on me anymore. Hey, at least, you. at least you don't have to sing karaoke anymore. I actually, towards the end, started to enjoy it a little. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. <clears throat> awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm going piggybacking off of that. So I, we really do appreciate all 20 of you that actually listen to the show every week. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it's important 20, but yeah, joke around. Um, but thank you all for checking us out each and every week and inviting us into whatever uh, device that you are listening to us on or now watching us on. So um, this may not be, this probably isn't going to be a weekly thing for, as far as you know, video feeds, but we'll see what happens. But uh, we appreciate the the support. Um, go buy our stuff, our merch, all that fun stuff. Um, and just think in four weeks, we got um, is it four weeks. Yeah, in four weeks, we got a two-year anniversary episode. How about that? Crazy. Heck yeah. Might have to do some, some OnlyFans content for that. Might Heck yeah. <laughs> With the Val Venus music in the background? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans content of Carl getting out of the shower. <laughs> you, know what, you know what that should be, Carl? You should be in like a robe playing it, and you'd be like, "You ready to see what's underneath?" And he like takes it off, and he's got like fully clothed underneath. And Russell got a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go buy our shit. That's what we need: some Russell Geddon, uh underwear. I think we could probably make it on Redbubble. I know they do leggings. There you go. Leggings. Uh, there, might some, there might be some boxers on there. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, let's see what do we got. Theme of the week this week, it's my pick. And with it being the 25th anniversary of the NWO, I know we've done the uh, NWO main theme. So I'm going with the NWO mid Carters theme. So, you know, all the guys that wrestle on Saturday, um, Saturday night that weren't good enough to get the main NWO theme. We got their mid card theme. Like Buff Bagwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Of course, so, Hogan, of course, Hogan was Garrett's favorite NWO wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? Absolutely. I love you know, the like the like drop. Real quick before we go, um, let's, let's do one more thing. And 
with it being the 25th anniversary of the NWO, they did um, the Stone Cold Sessions that drops this uh, this Sunday. Uh, Austin did this with Nash. 30 seconds to name as many NWO members as you can. Which NWO version? Ever, any main main NWO before they, they split. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Ted DiBiase, uh, Six, Fake Sting, um, Big Show, Big, uh, The Giant, uh, Bret Hart, uh, Jeff Jarrett, it's um, Jared Bischoff, um, technically. Jared um, Hogan. Jared was. Um, what was what was Virgil's name in uh, WCW? Vincent. Vincent. Um, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, I said that. And think you heard me. Oh, you said that. Yeah, I said that. I think you heard me. Uh, Conan. Shit, I don't know uh, anybody else. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna be honest, Chris, isn't isn't the only one that uh, technically count is Six, Hogan, Nash, and uh, Scott Hall since they're the only ones that got inducted. No yeah, matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> did my did Macho Man join the NWO for a little bit? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Macho Man. Um, trying to remember. How? <laughs> funny people I'm leaving out. Here's the biggest thing. You named the first six members in the NWO. I did. Now, can you? The first six members, the first three are uh, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, um, and Scott Hall, and then Teddy Biasi, uh, Fake Sting, and then Six, right? Uh, yeah, six was um the six member. That's why it was six box. Trying to find the freaking. Oh, here we go. So this, I found a uh, timeline on Wikipedia. So the first six: Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hogan, Biasi, Big Show, NWO Sting, and and six box. I think Carl, actually, I think you nailed all six of them. Yep. And it's funny because uh, Miss Elizabeth joined the NWO before Savage did. Yeah, because they fought. They fought for whatever Hogan and yeah, uh, yeah, for services. And then they did like some fake, like he was sleeping with Hogan shit. I think. <laughs> All right, so yeah, a little fun stuff there at the end. Uh, as always, uh, you know, we said thank you, but we really do appreciate y'all checking us out, and we look forward to chatting with you guys next week for episode one hundred and one. We'll have a little more fun. We got previews for Money in the Bank, uh, Slammiversary, so we'll give you a preview of those and predictions, as well as recaps of what happened throughout the rest of the week. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So on behalf of myself, Chris, the Heat Matthews, 
Garrett G Money Mon and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you guys for checking this out. And thank you for thank you to Kenny for jumping on with us there for a little bit. Really appreciate that. And we will chat with you guys next week. Later, Marks. Um, real quick, a wrestler idea, the upper taker. The guy that comes out with uh eight ball cocaine and a pill bottle for Adderall. <laughs> 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 Hopper Taker. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother, the doctor. <laughs> that's gotta be. That's gotta be the downer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man.